The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com. So, KC, are we above doing a cheap joke about this being episode 69? <laughs> no. Of course not. Of course we're not. Well, good to know. Because Welcome to episode 69, giggity. <laughs> now, episode 69 of another lockdown Mighty Whites podcast. We still have no football, but there is some football. And as of a couple of days ago... There is some serious, I would say we're probably slight odds on now that we're going to finish the season. Uh, as usual, I'm Jack, joined by Casey. Hello. Uh, I, if you'd have said this to me two weeks ago, I'd have never seen it coming. I was pretty certain we wouldn't kick a ball again this season, but it's starting to look like we might get going. And not only get going, but get going before the Premier League does. Yeah, you'd have thought with all the, the riches in the Premier League that they might have been able to get their act together. Um, well, and, and in all seriousness, it's it'll be interesting to see how it goes these next couple of weeks as uh, as clubs are getting back into training now. Obviously, the, there is going to be a lot of testing going on. Um, there's the discussions kind of further down with league uh, leagues one and two about how you know how they should finish, but. Well, uh, I mean, League Two, they've already done the vote. League Two is done. Yeah. And they've pretty much established at this point that all of them are going to be points per game if they finish early. Yeah, I mean, because one, one of the things I started discussing more in, in relation to League One is then, because you've got the issue of this season as well with, obviously, Bury dropping out of the league and then Bolton's points deduction as well. And one of the things that, that, when voiding the season was still an issue, was essentially, well, you know, do you, in that case, does that mean if we restart Bolton, have to start again with a points deduction or how that and, would work? But, and do you have to put Bowie's Phoenix Club in League One? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, but they've said that it's a 51% majority needed now. Mm. So, obviously, in League One, there's only 20, 23 teams at the minute. Uh, but the the uh, the vote, by the sounds of it, it was like six or seven teams that were really wanting to finish the season. Yeah. So I would think that League One is pretty likely to be done. Whereas I think the Championship will finish because uh, obviously. It sounds like us and well, I can't I can't really speak for West Brom. It sounds like we're definitely. I mean, uh, I don't know. Have you seen Angus Kinnear's comments a few hours ago? I haven't. No. Right. Uh, there's there's clickbaity bits going around Twitter that don't actually give the through the full quote, saying he said it will be a national embarrassment if we don't finish. Mm. Now, what he actually said was, if La Liga and Syria come back it would be a national embarrassment if we don't. Yeah. Yeah. And he, but the way he said it is, uh, it, 
it'd be a national embarrassment if the first and fifth biggest leagues in the world were not able to follow suit if the context remained comparable. Uh, if if we wanted to be opportunity, uh, look, God, I am tired, by the way. That's why I can't speak. Uh, if Leeds United wanted to be opportunist, we could have seized on this points per game commitment to push for an early curtailment and, and just be, be up, basically. But we want to finish the season. Yeah. And and I, I if we're the- saying that, I mean, anyone, the teams that are in the playoffs might want to finish early, but probably not Fulham because they'll, they'll fancy themselves to get into the top two. Yeah. I mean, Seventh through 11th are definitely going to want to play on. To be honest, down to, I've got, I've got the table the bottom, now. The bottom, th- the bottom three are definitely going to want to play on. Mm. So yeah. I think we'll be fairly comfortably past 12 teams wanting to play on. Yeah, just, just looking at the league table now, I mean, just in terms of the playoffs, you've got Preston who are holding on to sixth place on 56 points. And then QPR are in 13th on 50 points, which with nine games left is not insurmountable. So you've got uh, quite a few teams in there still in the hunt. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, you've Barnsley, Luton and Charlton will all be wanting the the seasons go ahead whole not so much well it sounds like I mean I am sure that there will be others that vote to just finish the season like particularly if finishing the season will push back any points deductions to next season which if they finished it now I think they'd end up having to do even though they don't want to so like Derby and QP, uh, Derby and uh, Sheffield Wednesday are going to vote to finish yeah, I mean, especially when you you kind of look at uh, the position that they're in as well. I mean, what are Chef Wednesday? Are they about nine points clear? Yeah, they are. They're they're on forty eight points, and they reckon that they could get significantly more than nine. Yeah, which yeah, it would finish the season off for them. Uh, Derby are only three points further ahead. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, and I. I said the only pe- the only team that have been very vocal. Well, I say very vocal. They didn't actually want that letter to come out, but Hull, with the most self-serving thing, you know, oh, it should definitely just be finished now. Uh, it's not that we haven't won a game all year. It's not to do with that. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know who was going to stay up. I mean, Charlton are best placed, but I would ba- I could see Hull finishing below. I, to be honest, if they finish the season with the way they were, I could see Hull finishing bottom. The seven points, the seven points clear of Barnsley at bottom, I could see them ending up bottom. That's how poor they were after they sold Vizicky uh, and Bowen. I mean, what is it now? Is it was it ten games without a win or nine games without a win? Something like that. Something like that. It was it was incredibly. I mean, lost their last four, and they yeah. weren't just getting squeaked out one nil. No, no, we weren't the only one who uh, who took it to them. Unfortunately, yeah. if you're a whole fan, that is anyway. And if you are, I don't know why you're listening to this. But you would think that, like the other ones that vote, could well vote to finish it. I mean, Wigan apparently sounded like they wanted to play on, but it would make sense if Wigan, Borough, Huddersfield, Stoke, Birmingham, Wednesday, and Derby, at the very least. 
very odd position for Derby to be in at the moment where they're, they're only five points behind the playoffs and yet they're having to look over their shoulder at the po- at the prospect of a, of a points deduction as well. Well, did you see that Mel, Mel Morris, who of course, as we know, is a completely honest and upstanding individual, uh, he came out and said, oh, even though we are in the midst of a playoff push, we think... Like fuck off! You're not in the middle of a playoff push. You're on the verge of a point. You might go down. <laughs> I, I kind of like the optimism. I stay positive, but yeah, I can I can understand honestly with with how this is all turned out. Why you would defer any any points deductions or anything like that until next season? As I, I said, I would prefer them to come in this season because I think it would be fairer that way but if it's going to finish soon if if they definitely finish it there's absolutely no way they they wouldn't be able to finish it take points per game and then just take 10 points off them and do it again or something like that they'd be opening themselves up to so much of a legal shitstorm yeah and I think that's one of the concerns already that as, as soon as if it comes down to points per game that that's going to just open open the door for a lot of lawsuits all of a sudden you know we're still also kind of waiting to hear the, the Premier League's decision on things yeah uh, but I, and again one of the issues I, I've kind of had is um, I th- you know the, the bottom six clubs in the Premier League that a lot of the talk there if oh, it's not right to play on and but and if we don't play on then there shouldn't be relegation well in in all fairness the, the Premier League voted itself into existence and, and moved away from the football league. So I don't know why they're concerned with us. Like yeah. you, you just worry about your own division. You don't yeah, need that, those lines of uh, if the championship doesn't finish, they can't be promoted ahead of us. It's just such bollocks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, especially with Aston Villa, there. You know, I've got very little sympathy anyway. Um, but yeah, you just. There's no statement they can make where it doesn't come across as as no no we this is this is we are being wronged here if we if we get put down we need to stay in the Premier League it's the only fair and there's just no way for them to not sound biased. Mm. I mean, Karen Brady obviously was the the first one that spoke about the two days after football was suspended. Yeah, she was uh, off like a shot, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh no, it's wrong. Well, we should stay in the Premier League next season. Like Karen, calm down. <laughs> He's like, save us, Almighty COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how all all this works out. It from a personal standpoint, obviously, I'd love to see us get playing again, even if it's these games behind closed doors. I, I completely understand a lot of the players' perspectives, and if that's kind of the, the action they want to take, then fair enough. Oh yeah, the like the stuff that Troy Deeney's been saying and Danny Rose, I'm absolutely fine with that. You know, I don't think we should play, so, and I don't think it's safe, so I'm not going back to training. Apparently, Ingolo Kante is training at home at the minute. Yeah, and not coming in. All of that's absolutely fine. It was the stuff like. Oh, we'll finish the season so long as you don't make relegation a thing. Yeah, like, it, that is that, that is them admitting. Oh, uh, this isn't about safety. This is about 
was just protecting themselves. Yeah, that that's that self-preservation mentality that, yeah. that's kind of come through very clearly amongst amongst those bottom the, the bottom six in the Premier League, really. Um it, it's just one of those things where you just think, just keep your head down. And yes, voice your opinion, and 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 maybe you could be unfortunate, like like Hull's owners were, and have that opinion leaked. But it, it just doesn't come uh, across as a good look at all. There's nothing that's unfortunate when it's the Allens, I'm afraid. They, uh, well, yes, yeah, true. I mean, they they uh, fuck those people. Yes, and, yeah, and someone <laughs> saved the whole Tigers. Yeah, they are assholes. There's just nothing good about them. Uh, uh, they'd be a little bit funny now. I mean, we spoke about it the other day, just the, the idea of, you know, just them being mid-table, thinking, well, we might as well cash in on these two players now who are, who are going to leave probably for cheaper at the end of the season, so we might well, as well get rid of Grisicki think- and Bowen. Grisicki would have been a free in the summer. Yeah. And Bowen's, Jack, Jack, Bowen's Bowen. contract was up at the end of the season, but they, the club had a one-year option. Yeah. So it was like he had one year left, so... But yeah. I, 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 know, I know a team isn't just made up of one or two players, but it's been amazing to see the impact of those two leaving on that team. Yeah. But... Uh, the current plan, there was a, it was an an exclusive in the Daily Express. So when it said the current plan, I fully expected it to involve Princess Diana in some way. Uh, but somehow it didn't. Uh, according to them, the plan is to resume on June the 20th, uh, playing the five Saturdays, the four midweeks, lots in between, finishing on July the 18th. And then between the 18th and July the 31st, which is when they want the season finished by, they would play the playoffs. Yeah. Which, if there's only 13 days, I still think that they'd probably drop the semi-finals to one leg at a neutral ground. I think so. I think, I think if you're going to do it at a neutral venue, then that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so basically, do you think it'll happen? Um... I'm still on the fence about it. I think I think probably it will probably happen. I've heard less, and obviously just because of the, the typical media coverage, I've heard less of, of players kind of speaking out against it in the championship than, than you have in the Premier League. And I think it will be kind of, un, if, a, if a large number of players kind of decide that they're not going to do it, then that would, I think that's going to be the main thing that would curtail it. Yeah. I'm just a, uh actually having a look to see if there's any actual odds for whether there's resumption. But it looks as if... Oh, it looks as if there's one. Uh, it's now two to five that the next Premier League game will be in June 2020. Okay. And I think that that would probably make the Championship with a bit, bit less money, probably four to seven-ish, something like that, that uh, it'll happen. Yeah. Um uh, like, by, like by no means nailed on then, but lean in that way. Yeah, and, and, and I, would, I would I would normally know, but the bookies that I work for aren't haven't been do, pricing specials upon that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. To see. Like I said, selfishly, I think we all kind of want to see the season finish. And even though you, we can't really have one of you know an end of season party in the middle of Leeds, if if 
if and when we do get promoted. But it'll be so much nicer just having that feeling of, of watching the game and seeing us finally get promoted as, yeah. as opposed to just, okay, you are now promoted because no one else wants to play. Yeah. As I say, one of the big one of the big worries is people gathering outside the grounds and stuff like that. Uh, and the the only thing I can think of that's going to potentially stop that is just say, you know, going into the last games of the season, if a load of you turn up, we're going to dock your points. Yeah. Because I, I think I think the only way to stop. Because I look, I I would obviously give Leeds fans a lot of credit, but like I know for a fact I wouldn't go, but I know there'd be a lot of them would want to. In the same way that I would want to, I just wouldn't. Uh, yeah. And the bit, you know, same for Liverpool when they're inevitably champions and stuff. I I think that saying, oh, if we if we see you there, we'll fine you sixty quid or whatever. Mm. I don't think that's going to stop anyone. No. So, but um... if you said. If you said right, Leeds, you've uh, say we're last, you know, last day of the season, we've got promoted with a game to spare, and everyone's there's a load of people wanting to go to Charlton game, and they just said we'll dock you ten points. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fortunately for I mean, I don't think legally they could do it, but that's the only way I can think to stop people trying it. I mean, you saw what Southend Beach looked like two days ago when we had that nice weather. Yeah. It's that, it's that attitude of it's seemingly that good weather kind of invalidates all the all the orders, which is which is worrying. Well, wasn't that one of the Trump things that it doesn't like hot weather? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, it will, but it will burn away. <laughs> this is also a man who said he uh, positively tested negative for for coronavirus. So, yay! <laughs> oh, what a fucking like it, it was a brilliant statement to make. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been it's been frustrating. And the, the one saving grace for Leeds is that there's at least there's a uh, the West Yorkshire police station right on the corner of Helen yeah, Road there. So it's not a long drive to get rid of anyone anyway. But yeah, it's 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 one of those things. And and I think as I mentioned last time that there was a lot of the you know a lot of the. the "Quote unquote super fans who who haven't missed games since like the the seventies or eighties. I don't know if those are the sort of people that kind of want to go down. And but it would need you'd need messaging from the club, from the football league, to, you know, just telling people stay away. This or otherwise it could impact the season. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, did you did you watch any of the opening Bundesliga weekend? Because I, uh, I can't remember if you've got BT. I do not have BT, no. Um, and we obviously met, I think we met up just shortly after the Borussia Dortmund game. Uh, so I, ch- I chose to walk during that, go out for a walk during that game. I was just keeping up with the score. Yeah, but, just for the, for the people from the way you said that, we both went on a walk, met in the middle and had a socially distant chat. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to our usual skipping gaily through a meadow. Yeah, well, we can do that at a distance of two meters plus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Football behind closed doors is shite compared to actual football. You know, with a crowd and everything. But it is 
a lot better than no football at all. Now, having having watched some some of the the football, obviously, you know, my the main one I that comes to mind now for me is is the England Croatia game, uh, which was just after the World Cup, wasn't it? I think it was back in the 2018, and you know, essentially watching a training game, and and you can't really hear what's been said, but you can just you can hear the talking from the sideline and, and the players. Do you do you think there's a case for pumping in some crowd noise? To, to try and add a bit of atmosphere. Obviously, that it sounds Tim Potter's fuck. Yeah. But uh, that'd be one of them where basically someone will try it and then it, I, I will only really know whether that's a good idea or not when I hear it. Was it just... just in before? my head, in my head, I don't think it'll work. But it could. Was it, I think, just before... The, the the suspension of football did PSG was it one of the PSG games in the Champions League where they had a DJ in when they uh, had to play behind closed doors or something it, like that it could have been but I don't remember if I'm honest um, so yeah that's that's the alternative turn it into like a wrestling game or something like that where you've just got music you know sort of some sort of techno music playing over the top well you just have like ball goes out wide to Jack Harrison, sorry, Jackie Harrison. And all you hear is big train rolling <laughs> down the line. <laughs> It'd be very ominous as he's running at a defender, to be fair. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I don't know. Like you say, it's. I, th- I think, what was it, the best is. I think the best description I'd heard of it, and I don't know if it was if it was you that actually said it, it's like football's back, but it's just not the same. Well, I mean, it's a fair thing, and it? it isn't the same, but it's it's definitely better than nothing. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, obviously, we mentioned the players, you know, saying, "Oh, I'm not going back" and stuff. Uh, someone did ask Phil Hay in his mailbag if there was any Leeds players that were thinking along those lines, and apparently not. Everyone is absolutely down to be back training they're such nice young boys aren't they love them all so well behaved it's 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 something new for us yeah as as players have been violating these stay at home orders you just think I'm glad we've got a nice bunch of players yeah I'm glad we don't have you know and I'm, I'm not picking these names for any particular reason but Lee Boyer and Johnny Woodgate around as players in their early 20s. Yeah, and I think the the only other bit of like real admin for Leeds to do is because there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that have a lot of players whose contract ends on June 30th. Mm. But first team wise, there's only Berardi for Leeds. Yeah. And I would think that, I mean, if, if they don't know what they're doing until the season's finished, they will still... I'm sure that there'll be no complication in getting him to go for an extra month. And they might well just give him, like, a year's extension anyway. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean... I, I, I do I do very much think that... Even though he won't start much, I do think that he has earned a year's extension. Yeah, I think I think just having him around is one of those things that I think would do... Would, do great for the fact would be a great thing for the fan base you know it seems to be well liked and respected amongst amongst the players anyway 
Um, I don't know. He, he's, he'd spoken previously of, of kind of getting back to Italy with his family, I think, and, and no yeah, one that, was blame that, him of that. That's the other thing. It could be that he just goes, no, I'll finish out the season, but I want to go back now. And if, yeah. he, does, if he does, everyone will be good with that. The, it's our biggest problem, I think, going into next season when I look at our squad. Like, once this season finishes, I mean, whether we go up or not, there's a decent chance that we're going to have Liam Cooper, Luke Ayling and Calvin Phillips, Pascal Strike, Ollie Casey, Charlie Cresswell. Yeah. You know, that we are, we could be very short at centre-back. If, if Berardi does go, and as much as I want us to get Ben White, and if we go up, there's a chance. Because we might go, well, we're only going to spend big money on two players. And he would be one of the ones we tried. But I think he's going to go to like Liverpool or something. Some. I, I've I've settled on the plan that he's going to Liverpool and Liverpool will loan him back to us. I'd take that. Oh, that'd be good. Because I think that would be the thing that would make sense for all parties. Because realistically, he wouldn't be getting in that Liverpool team. Much no. as I love Ben White, he's not just going to walk into the Premier League winning defence after a good season in the Championship. Yeah, it'd be... Well, I mean, the backups would become... Joel Matip and Ben White and they get rid of Lovren yeah so that that's kind of what I'm holding out hope for yeah uh, but yeah it's it's one of the things that, and I think cause honestly if you looked at this starting lineup now um, looking I wonder if as you know I think it may be a little likely that we'd sign Meslier White obviously we'd love to go after but yeah. I, th- I think the Meslier deal will happen. Apparently, the Harrison deal's eight million, so I'm pretty sure that'll happen. Yeah, I can't. I can't see any reason to, to try and get a different le- left winger at this point. I think Harrison's Harrison's been so much better this season. Oh, he's been miles better. And I was thinking, I was doing some of the uh, team like season ratings so far on on for it altogether, which is on Twitter at thru at all lufc. Uh, and I, I haven't got to the attacking players yet because I've just been doing them one by one, kind of tied in website over. Mm. Uh, the opening few weeks of the season I've looked back at and he was so wasteful. And then he just, something just clicked. Yeah, he had a really good... Everyone he also had a, it's also, it's a long time ago, but he had a really good pre-season this year, this season. Yeah, what was it? He went. He went back to New York for a big chunk of the summer. Seemed to get himself a personal trainer and got absolutely ripped. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and I think the thing was we all kind of we've always known he's got a very good first touch. It's it's his been effectiveness more this season to to beat his man and put in a, a decent ball. And I think at the end of last season we were also amazed when he played that pass for for Roof in the in the playoff semi final. And I think we were so amazed because that delivery hadn't been there often enough. Yeah. Whereas this season, he's he's put and and admittedly probably not that sort of quality ball because that was absolutely fantastic. But he is more consistently hit his man than than he did last season. Yeah. But I think I think you'd look at that team and and the majority of them you would be happy to stick with to start the Premier League season. And I think it's more, we either need better backup players 
or you would just buy better players than what are in our starting lineup now and have some players drop to the bench. Yeah. It's one of them. I don't particularly want to theorise because, you know, it's the burden of having seen it before. You do think, well, we'll manage to get the games going. That is one thing. If they did finish the season and we managed to completely fuck this up, as awful as it'd be, if it happened on the pitch, I could live with it. Yeah. It'd be if we got screwed over by a technicality, you know, Premier League going, now nah, we're not having any promotions into us. And you are the which, you are the champions. It means fuck all. Which I don't believe that there is any way they could do because of that tripartite agreement they've signed. Mm. But like, I could live with it on the pitch. So I don't particularly like talking about you know what for next season. If do you reckon Kiko goes in the summer? Yeah, I. I, I can't imagine he'll he'll want to stick around after this. And, and as much as I think Bielsa would probably back him still, it it's a tough one to come back from. I think as, as a foreign player, yeah. you know, I think I think if he was a British player, I think we'd probably be more willing to. And sadly, I think we'd be more willing to kind of get behind him again. But I think yeah, a, I, well, it'd be more of a sort of the press, and that would be more likely to let it slide. Yeah. Um, to see uh, John Terry, for example. Yeah. Um, but like Meslier has looked like a good goalkeeper, but you know we've only seen four games. It's very hard to say. Yeah, he's definitely good enough to be a first choice keeper in the Premier League. He is, Jack. Did you not watch him against Arsenal? Yeah. That that yeah. is all the evidence I needed. On a personal level, I'd be all right with it, but you know it's hard to say for certain. We've already said the centre-back problem. Ailing, absolutely fine. Uh, we'd need a left-back. Stuart Dallas. Yeah, but he isn't a left-back. As good as he's been, and he is, he has <laughs> been really good, but he isn't a left-back. Dallas being... That's the problem when you go through Leeds' squad. You think you've got two for every position, but then you realise seven of them are Stuart Dallas. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. yeah. Well, who's going to back up Bailey in it right back? Well, Dallas. And what about left back? Dallas. Certainly Dallas. Right wing Dallas. <laughs> uh, so, like, I think we definitely need a left back because Barry Douglas just hasn't. Well, he hasn't been as good as he was at Wolves, and Wolves binned him off as soon as they got in Premier League because he wasn't quick enough. Yeah, no, and he's I, probably slower now. Yeah, I think we. I think. It's something I've definitely spoken about with you is in that wolf system, he, he was an out and out wing back. And I th- there was a lot less emphasis on, on him defending. Whereas the majority of the time he's been here, he's, he's been part of a back four. And I just don't think it suited him. Yeah. Uh, obviously Phillips would be absolutely fine. Click would be fine, but he probably couldn't play every minute of every game in the same way. Even though there's fewer games. Hmm. It's even higher paced, and you might need another option in there with him. Yeah, uh, Hernandez would still be quality, but again, you wouldn't want to be relying on him starting and playing every game. No, what, what will it be? Will he turn thirty-six during next season? Yeah, it won't be. Won't be far off. So it's. I did. It'd be interesting. I mean, I, I I still say the same now about Hernandez that I've said for the last couple of years. I, I, I still don't, you know, he should, or in the championship, 
I think he's someone who should have played two out of every three games. You know, as good as he was last season, the, there's times when he takes his dips, and I, and I just think, you know, playing twice a week for a whole season just isn't for someone of his age, unfortunately. So yeah, it'd be, you know, I'd, I'd want to stick to something like that, but have a, an actual attacking midfielder in yeah. place to, to to cover him at least. In terms of wingers, uh, like Costa and Harrison, I think are fine. Yeah. Uh, but you'd probably want another one because I don't think you could say Pervader's there yet. Yeah, just get Jack Clark in on loan. I mean, Roberts can do a job there, but he's better centrally. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm just sure would be. Up front, if we go up, Augustine becomes permanent. As for whether he, in theory, he should be fine, but we haven't seen it, so he'll be he'll be a very interesting one to see now that, uh, you know, if if football comes back, uh, you know, just kind of keeping up with him through Instagram. Because yeah. well, it appears he is fit and ready to go. Yes, he is. He's got himself into phenomenal shape. Yeah, um, and obviously, we would. In hopefully have Forshaw back which would help the depth in central midfield a lot yeah and I also wonder because I know Jamie Shackleton suffered with a couple of injuries Robbie Gotts was out for a while with with a knock as well yeah um, so just it's you know it's just better it's just better for us if, that we've got a bit of depth back again yeah uh, I have just seen a thing because uh, I'll get on to there has been a couple of there's one transfer rumour that hasn't been everywhere and one that apparently is pretty much done. But uh, Phil here was saying that Jan Kuto, who was a light-sided Brazilian young player, is one that we've been strong... that Phil here says we've been, that we're strongly linked with, even though I haven't really heard it. But, he, seem, but he seems to have some. But again, the right, a right-back is sort of one of the things... What, he would. He wouldn't be coming in his first choice. Yeah, I mean, I'd, it's one of those things. I think. I think. I think we do need the depth there. As 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 good as Dallas has been at filling in, it it would be nice to have these these kind of dedicated, um, sort of replacements in. And you know, if it's so, if it's a young player as well, who someone who could be here for a few years, and and kind of come in as, as Ailing's maybe phased out. I mean, I know Ailing's still got a few years in him yet, but, um, you know, it'd, it'd be, it's, it's always nice to see us at least going after younger players. Yeah, and speaking of going after younger players, uh, 16-year-old Charlie Allen uh, from Linfield. Um, it's, it, the noise is everywhere that he's coming to Leeds and that Liverpool, Scum, Chelsea, Spurs, Rangers all wanted him. Uh, but it, I mean, you know, we've got a decent record of getting some of these good young players in, even when there's a bit of competition. Mm. Uh, and I suppose they're Linfield are managed by David Healy, and Healy gave him his debut when oh. he was 15 years, five months. Uh, so I would guess that Healy's been, like Healy said about him after about four games, like, Oh, he's n- he's not going to be here long. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like came out and said, oh, there's a load of clubs interested, and rightly so, and he will go. There's also another one that I think yeah. is off to 
off to like Forest. But uh, like mm. the thing, the thing that he said about like David Haley said about him that he's got all the attributes, but he doesn't have the size and stature yet. Uh, and it's not. There's been nothing official anywhere, but the fees I've seen floating about are three hundred grand, which yeah, sounds like a lot. Into- I, like for an Irish league player, but I'm assuming a lot of that isn't up front. Yeah. I, I would imagine biggest... a lot of that is de- debut, 10 appearances, sell on fee. Yeah, like, well, the actual, I mean, I dare say that it's, like, the sensible way to do it would be, if they really think he's going to be good, is to not take that much and ask for 30% of the profit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I haven't God. seen him play. No one has, really. Uh, John, John McKenzie did go on like um well it will have gone on one of the scouting apps i don't actually know which one he used for it and got some clips of him and stuff and looked at him uh and he seemed to have a good turn of yeah. pace and be really comfortable on the ball running through the middle uh hopefully it works out better than robbie mcdade well i mean the, the one the one nice thing is that i think under bielsa and and certainly since Rajrazani came in, I, I do think our our academy has a bit more pull to bring players in than it did, whereas it was, you know, kind of more typical that players were getting to 14, 15, 16, and then moving on to, to Premier League clubs, academies. Mm. Whereas now I think you, you've kind of seen the success of, of our under-18s and our under-23s. And I think for some younger players as well, the idea that if once you get into the 23s, that there's the prospect then of working with Bielsa um, yeah, so I think and, uh, overall, I think that's a, I think that's a bit of a pull as as opposed to, oh well, I could get into the under twenty threes and then I'll be under Hecking Bottom. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be the latest one of a few because like Stuart McKinstry was a bit like that, wasn't he? Because he was getting on the bench and with Motherwell he was at uh, when yes. he was sixteen and he's come down. Uh, that Martin Spencer who was I think like. 15 at the time that we got from Sunderland there was one that we got from Man United and his name's gone out of my head mm. but uh, you know there's been a few lately of oh this kid is going to leave the academy as in and he's wanted by about nine different teams and three or four of them have now ended up at Leeds yeah and even even hey, Leif Davis he came from he came in from Markham didn't he as well yeah. I know he's probably a little bit older but um, yeah, it's it's quite nice that we've got we've kind of regained that pulling power to to the academy because you know we got into the point where the academy was still putting out good players. Obviously, we, we you know if you kind of look at the the buyer and Mowat, uh, Taylor, Calvin Phillips kind of coming through all uh, Lewis Cook all around that same time. Um, but yeah, we weren't kind of recruiting many who were at kind of that 14, 15, 16 age range and bringing them in. So it's quite nice to see we've, we've, we've kind of got that back again. Yeah. I know that he's had a few injuries and stuff now, but I still can't get the thought out of my head. Can we go up Bournemouth, go down and we'll have Lewis Cook back? It just makes sense. I just, I'd love to see what Bielsa could do with him. I mean, that's the, the sad I think the really sad thing now is, is I look at that and I've grown so attached to this group that the sad thing would be like, 
I kind of don't want to see better players come in because I love Click, yeah. and I don't want him dropped. Well, the but thing I honestly at the same think. Time, from... Now I'm going to say I honestly think that if we did sign the Lewis Cook, I reckon say we signed him in the off season, they'd gone down, we went up. I think he'd be on bench first day of season. Well, like, I, I think he'd keep. I think that if if we're in the, if we win the Premier League next season, I think that Click and Phillips definitely start as the main yeah, two midfielders. I think if we, I think if we get promoted, there's a very good chance Patrick Bamford starts up front on the first day of the season. I'd be odds on. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I mean, obviously, I think we've all got a lot of love for Marcelo Bielsa at this point. There's just, there's some things, just God God bless his loyalty or his belief in Patrick Bamford, whatever it is, God bless him for it. But it's, at times you just think, ah, no, Tyler Roberts probably should start the next game. But there you go. Yeah, Tyler Roberts has been... He, he seems to, when I think about stuff like that, he seems to end up the odd man out. Every time I keep thinking, he's really good, Roberts. And I can never see a way that he ends up starting. No, I mean, I mean the one thing, the one thing that would, would be interesting would be if, if we go up then, you know, I, Tyler Roberts is probably someone that I would send out on loan to a championship club. Because I think over these last over these two years, he's just not got the game time that he needs. Yeah, if he, if he can stay fit, because he's definitely good enough. Like I've I've no doubt think, about yeah, that. Bielsa likes him as well, which is I mean I know he seemingly likes everyone. Um, but yeah, so it'd be quite nice for him to even if he just went away for the for the first half of the season and and kind of got some goals under his belt and. And then could kind of come back with a run of form and and kind of present himself to Bielsa then and say, look, this is this is what I can do. Give me the chance. Yeah. And then Bamford's on, and then Bamford starts anyway. Yeah. Well, that ended up being a, I, I say a diversion, but a diversion from something where we didn't really have topics anyway. Yeah. This 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 is this is very much a free form podcast right now. Much like Bielsa's football, this is just free-flowing podcasting. Well, Bielsa's isn't. It, 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 he's played free-flowing, free but it definitely isn't free-form. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, very regimented. Yeah. To the point where everyone knows exactly what they have to do. That includes Luke Halen getting forward, scoring screamers. Yeah. Um. You said that there was something in four four two. Yeah, so uh, in this month's issue, they they uh, did their top one hundred managers of all time, which was quite, which you know, obviously a, a topic for a lot of discussion. But kind of the obvious choice at number one was was Fergie. But just mm. I've, I've not had a chance to re- to read through it fully. Uh, but I have flicked through and kind of seen where everyone is is positioned and and p- picked out a few of the. The Leeds are uh, ex-Leeds managers. Uh, Bielsa comes in at 77. And I kind of looked at it and was like, well, 
I mean, it's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, I, I understand he's, he doesn't really have the trophies to. Yeah. If it was coaches, he'd be a lot higher. If it was coaches, he'd be a lot higher. It is just a paragraph on him, which you know it is for most managers. Mm. But the last paragraph did kind of undo where he. Oh, why I thought he was placed there because it just says his success should be measured beyond trophies. Yeah. Well, I put him higher then. Uh, so yeah, he's he's in at seventy-seven. Uh, uh, Don was, was I was just going to say how many Leeds ones were in there? There was a couple. The 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 kind of main ones being because I was going to uh, guess Revy and maybe Herb, well, Herb, was Herbert Chapman technically Leeds City? Uh, yes, I think so. Because they might both. Obviously, Revy would be in it. Herbert Jackman could be. Yeah, so we've got uh, Don Revy's in at fifty-six. Um, which again, which again, I kind of looking through the list in my head, I'm thinking, well, he should probably be top five. But mm. uh, as you kind of go through the list, it, it makes sense. Uh, at number fifty, George Graham. I mean, yeah. it, 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 the really good Arsenal side is slightly before my time. Yeah, the, the but, 89 team. But thinking top 50 ever, that sounds high. I thought so. I, I mean, I know Arsenal were, were very good kind of in that in the 80s and, and kind of racked up a few trophies. Oh, sorry, I was just thinking, I don't think of him as great because it's Leeds, but obviously Brian Clough will have been in it as well. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah Brian Clough did factor into into the, the managers I was looking at. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of have Leeds managers with any longevity about them. George Graham is probably the long, you know, is the highest placed. Yeah. Um, you've got... Uh, I just need to find him, but Jock Steen comes in at 30. Oh, it he was because he had the same length of time as Brian Clough, didn't he? Was yeah, it 40, both had uh, 44 days, I believe so. Yeah, um, so yeah, Jock Steen at 30, and then yeah, Brian. Sorry, Clough. I, I've just one thing that, and, and yeah, it is really sad, but I cannot believe that not there isn't more jokes. About a Scottish guy whose name is basically Jockstein. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would think that that would get joked about more. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a man on American television called Dick Butkus, so f- yeah. what are you going to do? Isn't um, he, like, president of one of the leagues? Uh, I can't remember, if I'm being honest. I just know it's one of those names. Um, yeah, Brian Clough is in at 11. So it would be the highest placed Leeds manager, yeah. which which again you, you obviously having to look past the forty four days. You look at everything he did for Forest and Derby. Yeah, uh, all makes sense. Uh, I did look through. No, David Hockaday didn't, ah, didn't quite make the list. That's such an oversight on their part. Uh, I've just I've just found the list myself actually, and uh, Herbert Chapman was twenty five. Ah, okay, so it was in it. Although, just mentioning the hawk as well, I was obviously as having not a lot to do, was cleaning out one of my drawers and kind of found a load of uh, tickets from old games. T- uh, two tickets I came across from the same season were the the Bradford City game in 2014 mm. and the Wolves game in 2014, which were both the last games of of Hockaday and Milanic. Yeah, well, that Wolves game was that Wolves game was that one where. Uh, 
Steve Morrison was playing up front, but kept drifting out to the right and getting quite a lot of joy because he what they weren't yes. able to, they weren't able to mark him properly because he was drifting out of position. So he just moved him to the actual right wing so they could mark him easily. Yeah. Yeah, and oh god, it was dreadful that. It was such a good first half as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, just it's just very interesting and and obviously kind of looking through with Bielsa how much uh, you know the number of managers that cite him as an influence. Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of look through there. I, I, I assume David O'Leary would probably think he should be involved in this in some way. Yeah, God. Oh, but uh, it's it was a while ago now, but I don't know if I mentioned it on here. Tube, uh, Tube from Soccer M has a golf channel on YouTube. Mm. Uh, and one of the things he does is a, a four-hole challenge where he basically just plays four holes with someone and interviews them on the way around. And one of them's with Danny Mills. And I know Danny Mills can be a bit annoying <laughs> and talk a bit of bollocks, but you should have heard him talking about O'Leary. <laughs> I honestly... He's not I, a fan. Like a, <laughs> no, the, and to be fair, it was I remember him speaking about it just after he he left Leeds about O'Leary's man management, and it's something that clearly hasn't dampened in in the time he's been away from Leeds. He clearly still does not like David O'Leary at all. Because yeah. uh, I think I think at the start of the lockdown, I mentioned it to my mum that it was. That Danny Mills just didn't like him, and I think it came up in the. And it might have been because of because of the interview um, with Sheephead, but yeah, just it's one of those things that seems to come up every couple of years. Just like, no, he was a terrible manager. Yeah, there's. A, I've I heard a, I, well, I think it was a your boy actually whose name escapes me. Sent like, Liam Ridgewell. I think he was on oh, about him. I think he was on about him at Villa. And didn't have a lot good to say as well. I can't, I've yeah. basically I've heard about five footballers talk about O'Leary, and not many, none of them really had anything good to say about him. As a few of them did as a guy, none of them did as like a coach. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I've always found it so interesting that he's. I mean, he's still never he, got he, anything after Aston Villa. Yeah, he went out to. Was it Qatar that he was managing? He managed out, he managed uh, out there for a while. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, I still, I still like him because it was, you know, that was one of the best bits of time. That's the best bit of time I've had as a Leeds fan, really, other than Bielsa. Yeah, obviously, did you know? And I was a small child. I did. I, I, well, I wasn't a small child, but I was like ten, eleven. I didn't notice that it was just. You know the limits in the coaching and stuff. I didn't notice any of that. It was Al Ackley. Yeah, because um, well, which paper was it? He wrote a column for. Was it the Express? Uh, I can't remember. Because was that, was that the one where he basically said Danny Mills should be nowhere near the England team right under just before the World Cup? Yeah. I mean that that's it. As a, as a kid, you don't you don't really ever think about man management and managers writing articles and, and writing books. Yeah. Um, I mean, typically now you don't tend to see managers writing books whilst they're managing a, a club still, but oh, there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of, as you get older, you're just like, you know, well, he writes this, this book that's, that's fairly scathing of 
some of the Leeds players. And, and, and to be fair, I can understand why you would write negatively about Woodgate and, and Boyer's actions during that time, but not so much when you're managing them. So, yeah, it's it, 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 a very interesting way to to manage a team. But, yeah, yeah like you say, I, I, I will like him as because of where he kind of took us to. But, yeah, just the football we play now is is miles ahead of what we were playing then. Yeah. Um, it's a bit weird not having any form of plan for the podcast. Uh, have we got anything else that we particularly need to cover? Uh, I have seen one thing that was quite funny. Have you seen Derby's hilarious tweet today? No, I haven't. Not that they're not that they're a bit obsessed with us or a bit tin pot or anything like that. I will, uh, I will just find it here, just to check that I've got it exactly what it is, because I wouldn't want to misrepresent the truth. Well, obviously, we, we as we know, Derby County are all about the truth. Yeah, that is true. They are very much. Uh, accurate. They've basically posted a quiz, uh, which you know would be fair enough. You know, can you name this? Can you name that? Uh, but theirs is, can you name all the goal, all of Derby's goal scorers against Leeds United since two thousand? Is there a lot? Uh, I will click on it. Fuck it. Let's see how many there is. Okay, I must be said during this whole time. Uh, there's thirty-seven, Sparkle. and it is a Sparkle. Oh, okay, but yeah, there's thirty-seven. Uh, Sparkle must Sparkle must be doing well if they're just if they're making money off the. I don't I don't know how it would work for them. But the amount of quizzes that have been taken from Sparkle and put on websites to do. Yeah, you know they must be doing well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shall we as, as I say I don't think that um, oh, I, I was going to say I'm not trying to guess every derby player that scored against us no I was going to say I don't think that we've got anything else that we massively need to cover so shall we have another go at us five clues thing oh yeah sure uh, obviously it's harder we've, we've limited it down to Leeds players already so it always becomes a bit more difficult um, let's Let's see. You know, it's, it's one of them where I always try and... Because uh, you always try and go really... You know, people that no one would remember. But they end up quite specific, so they end up getting got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I've got one for you here. Uh, I was born on the 6th of June, 1966. 66 so uh, the older side of things I'm going to go with David Weatherall it is not David Weatherall. Uh, probably a bit too old. Uh, I made my international debut in 1985 
uh, with my last international appearance being in 1997, I scored 29 goals in 59 games for my country. Ooh. Uh, it's quite an early one, then. I'm going to guess from that... They weren't English. Oh, I don't know. For lack of anyone else, I know. Mel Sterland. It is not Mel Sterland, and a one-in-two goal record at international level was yeah. some serious going. I know he did score a lot of goals for, <laughs> for a right back, that would have been some yeah. serious going. I was, I was just trying to think of foreign players and I don't know why, but Mel Sterland was was what came to mind. Uh, I played for three clubs in my home country before moving to Germany, England, Back to Germany, and finally Qatar. In that case, is it Tony Eboa? It is indeed Tony Eboa. Yeah. So that's three points. I had to be quite difficult with the first couple of clues because obviously she yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I was I was well off with my dates. That's to be said. All right, here, here's yours then. Uh, I must admit, so I, I don't. In my head, I don't think of Tony Eboa making his senior football debut in 1981. But no, but, but he it, apparently did. It, but it would explain why it took him so long to recover from an injury in 1996. Well, there's a couple of reasons. Well. <laughs> um, so, for my first clue, I was born on the 27th of February, So around about that age. Um, who is around about that age? It's it's a weird thing with this where I suddenly forget how old anyone is. Yeah, that that was my first problem, which is because uh, I, I, yeah, Weatherall I think was was kind of well off with with my guess when I think of how young he was just as we won the league. So my mass was completely off. Uh, I literally can't think of anything, so I just go for a second clue because I'm not going to come up with a name. All right. Uh, I started and finished my career in my home country, but the two clubs I played for in between were both in Yorkshire. 
Just trying to think who who played for Leeds in another Yorkshire club and he's a, like 51. Um, that's one of the ones where if that could have jumped into my head I think and it just didn't yeah yeah <laughs> like my brain, my brain I mean I know it isn't like my brain started going well McPhail played for us in Barnsley and he's like tw- <laughs> wrong, a- wrong age by 15 years and played for other places <laughs> um Could that be? I've got nothing. It's weird. I, I mean, I did say at the start of the podcast, but I am knackered and my brain isn't working at the minute. So, but apparently, not well at all. Uh, all right. Clue number three, and this this is news to me as well. I am the current manager. Oh, sorry. Um. In 2019, I was the manager of Almere City FC. Almere City. And I've never, no, I've never actually had to say that out loud, so I'm assuming that's how you say it. Well, I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think uh, if the ages are right, because Almere City is Holland. Yes. Uh, Bob Molinar? It is Robert Molinar. Yeah. I was just trying to think who was Dutch, and obviously he played for, and he played for Bradford as well, so it wouldn't make sense. But yeah, so is that both of us with three to start? Yes. Try and think of a who else might be decent. When you go to Google someone and they don't come up, you're hoping that they come up something like in the search. Uh, 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 This player was born on the 20th of September, 1974. Uh. I'm going to go with Noel Whelan. Uh, it is not Noel Whelan. Um, in 1994 and 1995, I got nine England under-21 caps, and I also played for the under-19s and under-18s. Still, kind of want to say Noel Whelan. Um, who else would be? The only other one I can think of around that time is Mark Ford. It is not Mark Ford. Uh. It would appear that despite being 45 years old, 
it would appear that I may still count as an active player. <laughs> and I've played for, just having a quick look, 24 clubs. The only one I've played for twice is Boston United. Uh, but I did play, I'd say I played a high standard of a standard of football that I think would have still been in the league from 1992 to 2008. I think I've got this one. Mm. Is it Julian Joachim? It is Julian Joachim. Yeah. It, it makes still so says, much sense now with the under with the under 21 caps. Yeah. It still says that he's <laughs> at Bourne Town now. He, having been at Europa Point before that, who I happen to know from playing football manager is in Gibraltar. Yeah. I see uh, it's Neil Redfern in his career right now. Yeah. After leaving Darlington in 2008, it got Kings Lynn, Firmston Town, Quorn, Hinkley United, Hall Beach United, Boston United, Colville Town, Hall Beach United, who he has also played for twice. Uh, yeah. Odeby Town, Shepshire Dynamo, Hallwell Sports, Newark Town, Radcliffe Olympic. All of them have no stats. And then Aslickton and Austin, for whom he got 33 goals in 39 games. And that was in 2018-19. So he's still got it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another three for you. All right. You ready for yours? Aye. Uh, I was born on the 16th of September, 1993. 1993? Hmm. It's weird when you get a younger one. It almost kind of throws you off a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1993. And so who is about that age? I, I actually think he's a year older and I don't think you'd ask him anyway, but Luke Ayling? It is not Luke Ayling. Uh, let's have a look. Since leaving Leeds, I have had two. I've had or played for two Premier League teams, or two current Premier League teams, and a Championship team on loan. Hmm. After leaving Leeds. So I was thinking Danny Rose, but he's older than that. Well, Danny Rose will be a, he's uh, like, he's a like, bit older. Yeah, he's like 30 now, he's Danny Rose. Yeah. He, he, we're there talking about how he's a bit older now. He, I think he's still younger than us. Ooh. Which is probably very sad. Hang on. I'm going to have a look at Danny Rose. Oh, born 1990, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, damn it. That's annoying. Oh, no, he hasn't played for two Premier Oh, oh, unless one of them came up. 
How old's he now? Because he's older than I think. But no, I think he's about twenty-five, not about twenty-seven. I was I was thinking of God, and his name's disappeared as well. The young left back that went to Everton, Luke Garbutt. Yeah, is he popped into my head? But I think he's too young. Uh, he, I think he's twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah. As I say, I knew that he was like not young anymore, but I don't think he was quite. 1993. Cheltenham Town loan, Colchester loan, return to Everton, Fulham loan, Wigan Athletic loan, Oxford United loan, Ipswich Town loan. Yeah. Um, five, according to Wikipedia, he has made five appearances for Everton. Yeah. He probably did have a few. He'll have had more than that if you include cups. Yeah. Um... He won the Yorkshire Evening Post Player of the Year in the 2012-2013 season. 2012-13. Uh, one like we weren't. That's not even that long ago. <laughs> that's not even that long ago. I must be able to remember that. It's seven years ago. It's getting further away all the time. Yeah. <laughs> See right then, just got a bit further away. Uh, only one I can think of for that. Was he young player of the year or player of the year? A player of the year. I'm still going to have to go for it because I can't think of anyone else. Sam Byron? It is Sam Byron. Yeah. So Sam Byron, who was about the only good player. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought it must be and level again then. Another three points. Yeah. So it appears to be a sweet spot for when you get these. Yeah, the uh, it's it's a weird way to end the quiz. This, but it's, this, I mean, it's the main reason that we did one today was because we just haven't done one in a while. Uh, and there is some actual news about Leeds coming back. I just... Oh, have you... oh, that is one thing that we didn't talk about that I'll mention now while we're in the middle of this. Uh, have you read any of the refund things? Uh, I haven't actually, no. Yeah, it's basically, it sounds like the away games that, you'd, that were already sorted, so Cardiff and Blackburn, they're just going to automatically process refunds quite soon. Yeah. Uh, the season tickets... There's going to be the option of a refund, uh, but you are going to be able to like leave your money in the club as well. Yeah, uh, and there's going to be things like you can either donate it to like the foundation as a charity thing. Is part is one of them, mm. and then there's also like getting stuff in return rather than your money. So whether they'll send you some gear or give you free cup tickets. Or I think part of it will be getting access to the streams for the remaining games this season and next season. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, it's it's good to um, you know it's it's quite nice hearing that they've put they've set out a store with a few different options anyway, which is nice. Uh, and what I remember seeing one person actually say on Twitter, um, this is one thing I really do believe in is, um, it, you are no less of a Leeds fan if you want your money back. No, especially, I mean, there's a lot of people are skint with everything that's going on. Yeah, uh, you can't. I mean, you know, it's fair money, really. So it's perfectly reasonable to want your money back. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's quite good. And, you know, it's, it'd be, yes, it'd be nice if, if there are people in the financial position to to give some money to the foundation. But, yeah, if, if for those who do need the money back, it's, you know, obviously it, it is what it is. Uh, I've got one for you. Um I was born on seventh of December, nineteen ninety one. Oh, So, I'm having to look at this now. So we're in between Sam Byram and Johnny Howson. Somewhere in that sweet spot. There's a lot. There's a lot of women that would kill to be in that position, <laughs> and some men as well, which is fair enough. Um, a championship spit roast. That's harsh on Sam Byram. He is currently Premier League. Yeah. Um, uh, no, he's at Norwich. He's at Norwich. So no. <laughs> Ah, in between that gap. Trying to think who else would have come through in that time. But I'm... I'm really struggling with this one. So let's go with... As I'm, as I'm really struggling to come up with anything else right now, uh, the Simon Madden. It is not Simon Madden. Yeah. Uh, between the years of 2010 and 2012, I had four consecutive loan spells, all at clubs beginning with B. <laughs> oh. Are you Andros Townsend? I am not, but I can see logically why you might think. <laughs> um, before uh, I, I let's just check this. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, before moving to England, I played for three clubs in my home country. I scored on my debut in senior football, aged fourteen. Is that you, Freddie Adu? No, I know it's not Freddie Adu, obviously. Even though we did have that trial. Um, why are you trying to pull a fast one on me here? You've got me doubting myself now, Jack. Look what you've done. I'll, I'll give you a clue. It isn't Freddie Adu. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Because we've been getting them on free, I've 
kind of made free a little bit harder than the other ones. <laughs> I think you will get it on the next one. I'm just trying to think. It was too... It's too young for... Well, it's way too young for Becchio, really. The problem is, when I hear... When uh, it was the same when I said it, when I hear home country, I just assume it's somewhere not in you know either on the continent. It could be like Scotland. Uh, Ninety-one. Are you? No, it's not Mike Greller. That would be stupid. Sorry, it's all I've got. Mike Greller. It's not Mike Greller. Um, what's the best clue to give you? Because this one should be one that you could, that you should probably get it in. Uh, my first club in England was West Bromwich Albion, and when I was when I came off the bench against Portsmouth in two thousand and nine, I became only the fifth player from my country to play in the Premier League. Ooh. I'm trying to avoid saying the country because when I say yeah. the country, you'll get it. <laughs> um. Yes, unfortunately, I, I clearly a foreign player, but Jeff Horsfield and Rob Hulse are the two players that come to mind who yeah. are clearly who have not rough, that. Who have had rough paper rounds for 28. <laughs> <laughs> Add Sean Gregan to that list as well. That would be the roughest of paper rounds. Yeah. So he played for free in his own country and then West Brom. And while at West Brom, he had all those loans at the Bees. I really can't think of who this is. I must admit, the thing is, I've given you lots of clues about him, but the clues have all been not while he was at Leeds. Yeah. Oh, is it? No. Say, oh, this is so annoying now because <laughs> I just keep thinking of play. I can think of loads of players from West Brom. None of them are foreign, by the way. They're all English. This is one of them. Like this player, the player isn't hard, but the clues on this one have been a bit harder. I reckon. Yeah. <sighs> no, I can't think of anyone. That's uh, on that one. This is the last clue. Uh, I have 24 goals in 57 games for New Zealand. Oh. Are you Chris Wood? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as I say, as soon as you get the country, you're going to yeah. know who it is. Uh, I really don't think of him at West Brom. But yeah, when he was at West Brom, he had loans at Barnsley, Brighton and Hove Albion, Birmingham City and Bristol City, all in the row. 
Yeah, I, I do not. I have no recollection of him being at West Brom. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just skip ahead to Leicester. Yeah, had all those loans. He then went on loan to Millwall, then to Leicester, where he scored two in one game and went permanently. So he didn't actually he didn't go to Leicester until 2013. But he actually signed in England for West Brom in 2009. Hmm. He'd been here for ages. But yeah, scored as a 14-year-old for Cambridge FC in the NRFL Division 2. Wow. Semi-pro. <laughs> what a career. I he's played I bet he's played football in some of the nicest countries. Just, just you know, some of those Pacific Islands. Yeah, when they're playing the when they're playing Cook Islands in qualifying and stuff like that. Yeah, that can't be bad. Although not, uh, I mean now, I think that they have a pre-qualifying now. You know, so you have to qualify to get into the qualifying, mm. so that they don't have Australia beating American Samoa thirty-two nil and stuff like that. I mean, I know Australia is a bad example now because they're qualifying Asia. Yeah. But so the New Zealand are putting nine past, you know, whichever, you know, Tuvalu. <laughs> All right, I've got one here for you. Cool. Uh, I was born on the 21st of August, 1970. Hmm. It was about that age. Luckily, even though he's actually like, I'm just trying to think who is, who who in my head would be around 50. I mean, obviously he hasn't turned it yet, but uh, who's around that age? Right, so that would make him just younger than Bob Molinar. Who was younger than him and around about that time? Uh, David Hopkin. You are bang on. It is David Hopkin. Seriously, <laughs> it's David Hopkin. Take your Alan Mabry and shove it up your. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what you want, mate. Gingers really do stand out. Oh, get in. <laughs> oh, that that is a result. <laughs> yeah, it's good work. I actually I made a last minute decision. Up. Uh, last minute change I was going to go Lee Sharp and then I changed my mind uh, yeah well I reckon that that's probably a good place to end that <laughs> I can imagine it would be for you yes <laughs> uh, yeah. I, will, I will come up with another one but I, I really wasn't expecting that to be right I knew he was about I knew he was about that age <laughs> I don't know if you, if you want to draw a line under it at that point we're just on the first clue I've, I fully understand ah fair enough um, I don't believe that we have anything else to discuss Leeds United-wise. No, I think we've covered everything that's that's kind of happened since yeah. we've been away. We will hopefully be able to get back to talking about actual football soon. One day. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Excellent Scrubs reference. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we'll we'll leave it. Yeah, let's leave it on David Hopkin and his fantastic managerial career. Uh, I have no idea who he managed. 
Livingston, where he did pretty oh, well. Oh, yeah, he did do well at Livingston. I remember that because that was when he was getting that because then that was when he got all the Bradford stuff happened. Yes, and yeah. then Brad, and then he went and spoilt it all by doing something stupid like going to Bradford. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that he was Bradford manager, weirdly, until you said Livingston, and that reminded me. Because didn't cool. he get didn't he get Livingston back into SPL? Yes, they were they were League One champ uh, or championship champions. Yeah, I can't remember. Is it Livingston that play a? Is it the Tony Macaroni Stadium? Oh, let's have a look. If so, that is a brilliant name. Uh, it says Almondvale Stadium. Uh. I'm, oh, I'm sure that there is a Tony Macaroni Stadium. Tony Macaroni Arena. The Tony Macaroni Arena. It is. It is the same stadium. Oh my god! Or oh, more commonly known as the Spaghetti Hat. <laughs> well, the things I wasn't expecting to learn today. That's excellent work from Livingston. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that'll do us for episode 69 at Mighty White's podcast. Uh, we will be back an indeterminate amount in the future. You would think that it'd be, we'd, we'd end up doing loads because we're just at home and only one of us is working. I know, but, mate. I, 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 you know what? I've been keeping busy, to be fair. Yeah, you've been so busy. <laughs> Going for a walk at four o'clock in the morning because you're bored and can't sleep. Oh, mate, it did wonders for my golf game, though. Yeah, that is... Oh, God, thank God we're allowed to play golf now. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I think if I... I still think if I was in charge, I wouldn't be allowing golf and stuff yet from what I've seen. But I am, re- but I am really glad I can. <laughs> it's yes. really... It's really helping. Yes, it has very much helped. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that we write goes up on through it all together, which is at THIU, it's all LUFC. We're on Twitter at Mighty White's Pod. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that we need to plug. Oh, yeah, uh, there was one at the start, but if you need anything, I say if you need anything in recording, right now you probably don't. But going forward, if you do, uh, once this all opens back up, uh, go on Facebook or search for Medicine Room Studios. Uh, that's who records ours, and they are very good. Obviously, their microphones are better than this little plastic one I have at home. Uh, so it will probably sound better than this will. Uh, but I've been Jack, see ya. I've been Casey, have a good one. In a bit. In a bit.